Well, if you have a Bible, you can open to John's Gospel. We'll look at the first five verses of chapter one. The text is also there on the next page. Uh, you know, this time of year, um, when we drive around at night, sometimes the kids will call out, look, it's Christmas over there. Or no, now it's Christmas on your side. Um, you know, lights uh, lighting up people's houses and yards. Lights shining in the darkness are strongly associated with Christmas, and I think for good reason, because Christmas is a celebration of the incarnation of the Son of God, when the true light, the light of the world, shined into the darkness of this world. Uh, that's very simply what we're going to talk about this morning. Uh, so let me pray, then we'll read the scripture. <clears throat> Father, help us not just to hear your word, but to believe it and to abide in it. Now and always, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise be to you, O Christ. Talking about light. Um, light has a profound effect on us that goes uh, far beyond you know, a cozy feeling at the warm glow of a candle or Christmas lights on the tree or on your house. Uh, light is very important. Light is everywhere. It's throughout creation. All of space-time is bathed in light, even in the outer darkness of what we call the vacuum of empty space, where it seems dark, characterized by darkness. Light is still bombarding from every direction. Light is ubiquitous. It's uh, everywhere. Yet, mysterious. Right? We live with light constantly, yet we have a very hard time uh, thinking about what it is, really, or defining what it is. Physicists would say that light is a thing that is unlike other things. It is unlike anything else. It's a massless particle, right? It's a photon that exists in this wave-like state of probability. Talk to me afterwards if you want to know more about that. But it's it's electromagnetic radiation, right? Some of it is actually visible to us. Think of that electromagnetic spectrum. But the vast majority of that spectrum is invisible. Radio waves, microwaves, infrared, ultraviolet, x-rays, gamma rays, all are called light. Whether they're visible or not. So whether or not it's easily perceived or easily defined without the electromagnetic force... Nothing would exist. Nothing would hold together on an atomic level without electromagnetic radiation, without light. There could be no life. All life on Earth is dependent on the light from our local star, the sun, through the process of photosynthesis, which you learned about in uh, grade school probably, where light energy, the energy that comes from light, <laughs> is converted to chemical energy with oxygen being a byproduct of that process. So we need light because we need to eat things like plants. 
and because we need to breathe things like oxygen. <laughs> so we need light for eating and breathing. On a fundamental level, light is essential for the exchange of energy, the communication of information that make up our whole experience of reality. It's hard to think of a way in which you engage with reality that doesn't involve light or the electromagnetic force in some sense. Uh, it's hard to conceive of anything in creation that's more important than light. We often overlook its importance for our lives. We take it for granted, We're walking around, bathed in light all the time, using light all the time, but um, take it for granted. Forget it, right? So by light, you know, we can see, we can learn about the world around us. We can come to know things beyond ourselves and learn to navigate our way amongst all these other things that are not us. Right? Light uh, communicates not just sterile scientific information, it conveys beauty. Light dances off and through things to our delight. And we play with colors in our arts, manipulating our perception of light. Light gives us a great sense of comfort and security in the darkness. Light can also be uncomfortable or even painful. Think of when someone's turned on a light at night when you've been fast asleep or, you know, the light of the sun that you cannot stare at for long. Or the focused light of a laser that burns through a steel plate. Just light. Light exposes things that prefer to lurk in the dark. It's fascinating that light is the first thing that God spoke into being at creation. It says in Genesis 1, the very first words of the scriptures, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. So light is the first building block of creation. And it's the first thing God says is good. It is good, not just because, you know, it's helpful it's useful, but because God has judged it to be good. God has declared it to be good. God created it good. So light has come to be used as a symbol throughout history to communicate the idea of goodness, specifically the goodness of knowledge. Light is a symbol of the goodness of knowledge. It is good to be illuminated. It is good to be enlightened. It is not good to stumble in the darkness of ignorance. Right? So light is this universal metaphor for the goodness of knowledge, for wisdom, for living. The Bible says that the most important knowledge, the most important wisdom that we need is to know how to live with God. That's the knowledge we need. To know God, to know what it means to live with God, to know how to live with Him. So spiritual knowledge... It's not just abstract information for your intellect. This is relational knowledge. Knowing God relationally for your life with him as, as a person living with God. The Bible says that until God comes and makes himself known or gives the light of the knowledge of him, because of our sin, we are all in the dark. We're all in the dark apart from him. We don't know him spiritually. We don't know him relationally. We don't know him for life with him. 
Before God spoke into his creation and said, let there be light, everything was unformed and empty, right? The world in darkness is a state of chaos and a state of nothingness. There's no order. There's no beauty. There's no fulfillment. It's devoid of anything remotely resembling comfort and joy. Apart from God, apart from his work, apart from his light, apart from him making himself known to us, our lives are in this state of chaos and nothingness. If you look out on the world at night without any lights at all, no warm lights of civilization, no moonlight, no starlight, then you see nothing. You see nothing at all. No information is being communicated. So you might wonder whether there even is anything out there at all. Being lost in the dark is not a comforting thought, really, to anybody. It's terrifying. Spiritual darkness is worse than the long, cold nights of the winter season. It's deep, inky, perpetual nothingness, living without the knowledge of God. In spiritual darkness, you might wonder whether God is even real, whether God even cares. You don't know whether God is with us or not in spiritual darkness. Life apart from God is a life going from fear to fear, from panic to dread, and we have nothing to do but try to learn to live with the fears, try to suppress the fears, the fear of losing everything, anxiety about the ultimate meaninglessness of life, despairing of true hope or true love, fear of death, fear of what comes after. Probably just best to squeeze our eyes shut and pretend that we're not lost in the dark. Apart from God, as the prophet said, people dwell in darkness. We dwell in a land of deep darkness. But with the advent, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ into the world, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. So all the scriptures that had foretold the coming of God's Christ, the Messiah, the Spirit-anointed Son of God, They were like the first cracks of light breaking into the darkness of this world, telling us that there was full brightness on the other side of the horizon. So Isaiah 42 and Isaiah 49, talking about the Christ, saying he would be a light for the nations, a light for the whole world. The prophecies made it clear for hundreds of years before his coming that actually God himself would be the light that this dark world needs. In Isaiah 60, Yahweh will rise upon you like the dawn. Yahweh will be your everlasting light. And then... This Messiah, who's also Yahweh, came into the world, the Christ, Jesus, who is God in the flesh. This coming was a new creation. It was a new genesis, the beginning of a new world that meant restored life with God. So, in his glorious gospel introduction, John takes us back to Genesis, back to the beginning, to make this God known to us. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And that language is maybe more precisely translated, the word was toward God. Like facing God, like one person faces another, leaning into a relationship with God, like one person does with another. The word was with God or toward God. And the word was God. It could also be translated, God was the word. He was in the beginning with God or toward God. 
All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. That's emphatic. Not one thing. So the creative word has always been God with God. That's who the word is. The eternal God with the eternal God. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So in this God with God, in this creative word, is true life and true light. We come to know who John is talking about. You know, he's saying the word is this God. As we continue reading his gospel, so later in John, uh, John chapter 8, <clears throat> I mean, you know who this gospel is about. But it's Jesus who says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So Jesus is the one true God and the creator of all things, whether in heaven or on earth. The creator of the world, he's come in the flesh, he's come as the light who makes God known to us for life with him. Jesus is the creative word who has always been God with God. And now he is with us as one of us, communicating God to us so that we know that God is and that God cares. So whoever follows Jesus emerges from the chaos and the nothingness and the ignorance and the fear of life apart from God and has the light of life, true life, which is eternal life with God, relational life, spiritual knowledge of the God who has made himself known for relationship. And that means uh, now, because of Jesus, because of the light of the world, you can stop squeezing your eyes shut in an insane effort to pretend the dark away It means the fear of losing everything, that angst about ultimate meaninglessness, despairing of hope and love, the fear of death, all the panic and all the dread, they're gone now. Because now you know the God of love, whose perfect love casts out all fears. Jesus Christ, the light of the world, he means comfort and joy. After the world has dwelt long ages in the dark, this light who is Jesus, is foundational to all our reality, like photons are foundational to our physical reality, but more so, Jesus, the light of the world, is foundational to all our reality. He is central to our lives. By him, we can see everything anew. In him is all good order and beauty and fullness. He exposes all things that would prefer to lurk in the darkness. Jesus shines into the darkness of this world, and the darkness has not overcome him. Even though his enemies arrested him in the night, even though they hurried him through an unjust trial, even though they nailed him up to a cross to extinguish his light, even though he was buried, sealed in the darkness of a tomb, his light could not be smothered by the darkness, not in any of this. His eternal life burst the bonds of death. His light broke through the darkness in his resurrection. And the risen Lord has dawned upon us. Now you know who God is. Now you know what God is like. Now you know what God has in store for those who belong to his son. 
the same thing he had in store for his own son. Irrepressible light and life. It's because Jesus is who he is, as both God and man, that he is the light that we need. He's knowledge for our wisdom, uh, for life with God. He, He himself is God with humanity. And he's also humanity with God. So he makes God known to us because he is God. And he makes man's life with God known to us because he is man. In him we see light. All the light we need to step out of the darkness. Whoever follows him will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So what is life about? What should I do with my life? What am I doing as I live in relationships with God and with other people? What does that mean? What should I be doing? How can I do what I should be doing? What does death mean? What comes after that? What true hope is there? What true joy is there? What true love is there, if any? The one who looks to Jesus, who trusts and follows Jesus, will see Jesus himself at the heart of the answers to questions like these. Indeed, you will see these questions in an entirely new light. You want the comfort and joy of knowing God and living with him? God sent his son, the light of the world, for this very reason. And as Isaiah said, the zeal of Yahweh of hosts will do this. The zeal of of God has done this. God is zealous for everyone in this dark world to come to know him in Christ. And so Christmas lights radiating in the night are a beautiful picture of his light. They shine like beacons of celebration and hope. They beckon you to come in out of the darkness It's just pleasant to gaze upon them and be cheered. There's only such a thing as good cheer at all because Jesus Christ came into the world to light our way home to life with God. Amen. Let's pray. Father of lights, you have given us the light of the knowledge of your glory in the face of Jesus Christ. Because of your grace, we know your word. We know your word incarnate. And therefore, we know you truly. We long for the day when we see the light of Christ face to face, when all reality is illuminated for us by our knowing you in him, even as we've been known by you. Help us, help us now and always to walk in the light as he is in the light, to walk in the light as children of the light. Help us to live not in ignorance, but knowing you as you truly are. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.